<laughs> hey guys, welcome in. It's College Sportscast. We are presented by the Fanboys. Hey guys, it's Brad with College Sportscast. Tonight we are going to be talking about our prize picks to start with here. I'll get that up on the screen. So use code CSCAST at prizepicks.com for a 100% deposit match up to $100. Prize picks. The most fun way to play daily fantasy sports, known for its wide range of stats to use and sports with 30 plus sports to choose from, including NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, college football, and basketball. Make sure to use our promo code CSCAST to double your entry deposit for your daily prize picks fun. All right, guys. So tonight we're going to be doing our Hot Topics Pick 6 and No Fly Zone segment show. I've got John Roberts with me. What's up? I've got Jason Harrison with me. Tonight, hey, I, what's going on? I had it on mute. You did, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tonight, Jason's a Kentucky Wildcat fan, I think. <laughs> Look behind him. Look behind him back there. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Old Miss fan. <laughs> I'm just messing with Jason. Kentucky and Ole Miss are playing right now, so I'm just messing with him. All right. Looks like we've already got somebody jumped in our chat room. Man, already. What up? <laughs> it is Jay. Jay. Did Clemson revive another one? Did they did they come it, back and beat BC or no? I didn't even. I, I had it quick. I had well, they it were on down. for like a very BC's a terrible quick team. second, and then I and then I turned it off. I was, I was messing with Jay earlier today, talking about how bad BC was, and then I turned it on, and BC was ahead thirty to twenty three at halftime. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so I don't know. Wow. I didn't see. I, I don't know if they come back and won. So no Clemson basketball news. No. Well, <laughs> that means that they lost, right? If he's if he's already saying that, right? Uh, they were down 30 to 23 at half to Boston College. I do know that. I'd have to look and see if I spot a uh uh, a score update, but like I said, I was, I was, I had put it on and then realized, hey, there were some other games I'd rather watch instead. 
Well, Kentucky Sorry. and Ole Miss is playing right now. So um, Jason and I are both interested in this game. So we might be uh, interrupting our little stuff right here tonight just to, you know, update the um, Kentucky and Ole Miss game. We interrupt uh, our coverage. Go live. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right, so we're gonna start about nine ten. We're gonna start about nine ten. Yeah, Wake Forest and Duke game is getting interesting. This last minute five. What's what's the score in it? Seventy to sixty six. Minute five. Wake, Wake or Duke? Duke. 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 All right. Change the so subject. We're okay. gonna we're gonna actually talk about some football news. Okay, so tomorrow, February first is the. National Signing Day. Um, it's not nearly as big a deal as it used to be because they have the early signing period. Um, but there is some interesting things to talk about when it comes to National Signing Day tomorrow. So we're going to talk about a little bit. I did look at ESPN's rankings today. I normally don't go by ESPN's ranking. I kind of like rivals most of the time. Um, but this is all coming from ESPN rankings, just so I say that up front. Um, but out of the ESPN rankings, there are four top 100 recruits who remain uncommitted. Oh, wow. Going into National Signing Day tomorrow. The, the first one of those is probably the most interesting and that is Jaden Rashada, quarterback who just about 10, 11 days ago asked, asked out of his commitment, signing commitment actually, to Florida because he was told that he was going to have a $13 million NIL deal, Neil deal, and it fell through. Wow. Man, let's just stop right there. Let's stop right there. Thirteen let's million just, guys. Yeah. Stop right there. Yeah. You mean, you mean to tell me God. this high school kid? Yes. Was 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 about to. And you're right. We get to Colorado in a second. Was a was about to go somewhere and said, "You know what? I just don't love the university no more. You guys don't do good business. Like that is what it's come to. That's why, man. Hey, listen." I know. So what was the, what was the what was the deal with the like was was it no longer what he thought it was as far as thirteen? So, so when I say thirteen, I actually seen a number. It was supposed to be thirteen point five million dollars. Okay, and I and what? I have not and I have not researched it enough to know exactly who the deal was with. Okay. But what I do know is, is that the deal fell through. And as soon as the deal fell through, this kid asked out of his commitment, signing commitment. He signed man, on man. on the early signing period. And Florida released him. Well, I mean, what, what do you do? I mean, I mean, he wanted out. And, you know, hey, so the doctors, do do? the doctors at Florida wouldn't pay him? <laughs> I'm not sure who it was. I would have to research the story a little bit more. I'm, I'm just being upfront with everybody. I do not know exactly who it was that they were supposed to have this deal with, but 
13.5 million is the most that I have heard. I mean, Bryce Young got a million early. Man, that's I, that yeah. has to be just just to think about that. Let's think about that. Like Bryce Young had right away had gotten a million when they first started doing the uh yeah. the the NIL thing. Now, he had at least one year of being a backup. He did uh, before they they went into the the NIL before NIL was allowed, and right. he was you know Saban announced that he he was you know in the neighborhood of a million or at a million dollars, and that is that was kind of where you you saw like everybody kind of started going what you know now my question and I've always asked this question and I've never gotten a a a definitive answer because I often wonder what, I mean, Jay says what, it was what, Gator what, collective. I do know what, it was Gator collective. I do know what, that. what goes, what goes into, you know, some of this. And I know that it, it it's, it's collective groups like Gator collective. Um, I think uh, Auburn's is called like on to victory or something like that. Anyway, uh, the, what if a head coach has a business? Has anybody they, like like and right. and can they themselves back paying a kid? Man. Yeah, because yeah. that's what I mean. Like, what if they what if they go through their business and do it? Say like right. Nick Saban's Mercedes Benz, you know, dealership. Right, and they and back. Then, and they and back they, their own kid through a collective. Right. Correct. I know what you're like, saying. Yeah. But so, you know, I mean, I don't think is, it's dirty. I don't think it's dirty because now, now it, we're all out in the open with paying kids. So it's right. not like we're not sitting there going like, well, it's cheating. It's not cheating because it's, you know, I mean, it's all out in the open. It's a collective. Like, do, do you have to go through the collective? Yeah. Sure, I guess. And if you yeah. do, you I mean he he just joins his business in the collective. I wouldn't sit there. I mean, again, I, I don't think it's cheating. I just wanted to know kind of how that gets viewed. If well, so if, I don't think it should be allowed. But right now in the world that we live in, it probably is. I mean, but like, how are you going to stop it? Right. I think I I think one way of stopping. I'm glad you said that. One way of stopping is you remember how. Uh, back in the day, the first round draft picks in NBA and NFL, they would get a shitload of money, a yeah. ton of money up front, and they put a cap they on. Play, they put a cap on. Yeah, thirteen million. I know, guys. That's yeah. what I said. So you got to now. Was that? Was that? I mean, I mean, I guess because again, we don't know the full details yeah, yeah, of the yeah, deal. Yeah, but right. like, I was just wondering, like. Is that just to in. sign, or was that there's there something that was supposed to go, or is there a mis was miscommunication on the deal itself? That deal to to be with Florida, and the deal fell through somehow, and he's backed out of his signing and his commitment. And not only that, Florida Florida let him go. Okay, and this past weekend, he visited TCU. Hmm. And he's and he's the second ranked QB in the class, according to ESPN. 
He's the 31st-ranked player, I think, the second-ranked QB. Uh, this is according to ESPN, of course. And, right. and, and before that, before he committed to Florida, he committed to Miami and then uncommitted to Miami and then committed to Florida on a promise of a $13.5 million deal. And now, tomorrow is signing day. And Wait, he what's visited the guy's name again? Jaden Rashada is his name. He, oh, he, okay, okay. He I visited TCU, him signing. but there's four schools that are listed that they think he might sign with tomorrow. Arizona State, Washington, California, and TCU. And he just visited TCU. Man, that's so, that's oh, that's tough, man. But paying a kid that much money, he, he's making more. I'm not going to say that, man. He's coming in making more than college coaches, assistant yeah. coaches. Man, that man, man, that's now. To so each well, I mean, hell, doesn't Saban only make nine million or something? I mean, he, 11, he's like, like he's 11. like ten, he's like eleven now. Somebody, I think Adebo is higher than him by a little bit, but I think that Nick Saban has a clause in that contract that yeah. Every time somebody, but still, thirteen point five is more than Saban's making. Right, that is true. That's what I'm yeah, saying. But, think about that. Yeah, but I mean, like you also got to think. I mean, now look, I get it. There's a difference between a kid coming out of college and going into the NFL versus a kid coming out of high school going into college making this money. But, you know, there are several, if not, I mean, uh, like most of your top tier or all of your top tier players in the NFL make more than their coach. Yeah. Well, that's know. true. Yeah. So that's not. That's it's not. I mean, it, but it, that's the NFL. This right here, is, like I said, like I said, like I said, there is a difference because they've had at least three years of growing up in an environment where they are away from the confines of their home right. and their parents proven, and their proven commodity. And 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 they and they have at least gone, you know, up against, you know, better competition than high school. Right, you know, because I mean, every level that you go up, you're going to see better talent. That's why it's it's always ridiculous to to say that like Georgia or Alabama or name your name your school could could be the the thirty first you know NFL team or whatever. They could beat it. They could beat the the lowest ranked NFL team. No, they can't. Because they're the, the the guys on that team, there's five or six guys, or there might be eight guys that get into the NFL versus an NFL team has, you know, fifty-three guys that are in the NFL. <laughs> you know, it's fifty-three guys that are in the NFL. The 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 college team's not gonna do it. And it's and and it's the same way with uh with you know, again, the just the the proof like them proving themselves they haven't faced you know a roster that was everybody's right. in college yeah absolutely or everybody's in you know whatever they faced you know maybe a roster where they had there might be two teams that they face where there's got where there's multiple guys that are going to d1 you know they probably don't play an entire 
season where there's multiple guys on every team because they're not going to be in a league like that. So, yep. So my next person that I want to mention for signing today, tomorrow is Cormani McLean. Um, this kid was committed to Miami and has flipped. He did not sign in the early signing period, but has flipped his commitment before tomorrow to Colorado. He is the number 14th ranked recruit in the ESPN Top 100 and the top cornerback. And, of course, Colorado is Deion Sanders now. And Deion Sanders landed the top cornerback last year in, in Travis Hunter, I think is his name. Hunter is the last name, I know. Um, so this would be two years in a row that Deion Sanders has flipped the top-ranked cornerback. Um, and I find that kind of interesting. Well, I mean, you get one of the best cornerbacks teaching the best cornerbacks. I mean, that makes sense. Right. But it's interesting yeah. that he can flip the top guy two years in a row. I just think Dion, <clears throat> listen, Dion is about to create, watch this word, Prime time. Prime chaos. <laughs> chaos. He is going to create chaos. Jay, I'm sorry, man. I know you're trying. Introduce a little anarchy. Upset the established order, and everything becomes chaos. Chaos, man. Dion, Dion is is prime. It's prime, prime to get, time. Prime time. Prime, yes. <laughs> prime time. I mean, if, if I'm a corner. If I, because you know, I had, I, I didn't think he was going to be able to keep pulling off at Jack State, but now that he's at a power five school, he, he wants to throw the ball. He's going to get faster and bigger. In fact, man, listen, I give him three years. Three years, he's going to be a powerhouse. powerhouse. I know I'm he wants to do it soon. I'm going to give him three years because I understand there's high expectations. I'm not going, yeah. I'm not going to put that on because he's going now, he's going to a conference that's going to be depleted. That's right. the difference. You know, right. So, so he doesn't have to play the USC's or he doesn't have to play UCLA. He's got, Who he's else? got one season of Oklahoma and Texas and they're leaving. There's not in that conference. He's in the he's in the Pac twelve. Oh, not in the big twelve. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I keep yeah, thinking yeah, they're in the yeah. that they switched. You're yeah, right. They're in the, yeah. He's in the Pac twelve. So he's get he gets one or two seasons where he's got UCLA and USC and then they go right, to Big Ten. Right. Uh, yes. Oregon and Washington are they also gone or are they they were they no, were looking no, right they were yeah, looking yeah. yeah they were looking okay. they were looking okay so they, they they didn't actually full on uh commit that they are uh so okay it's just making sure but yes i mean two teams in that in that conference going bye bye so right now does he does he get a chance to fully build or does he make another jump? Cause I would, I would assume he makes another jump. If, if he does good enough, he'll make another jump. He won't stay at Colorado. So what's, um, what's, what's the next move? Hey, 
Alabama. Where where does he go? It's not. If Nick Saban leaves, he want he'll come back. He'll come back to the <sighs> south down here somewhere. So Alabama. It's while there He's may not. be some fans <laughs> that 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 go for that. I just don't on, see Jason. the university going for that. That's the that's the difference. I don't know if the I, university I, would go for it. I'm, I'm, the only reason why I say that, man, he is doing a he's doing commercials with yes, Nick Saban. I know. Yes, I got you. That right there elevates him right there. <laughs> I mean, star power. No, I mean, he's he's Deion Sanders for God's sake. Nick, Nick on Nick on his way out would have to go ahead and name him as the coach on his way out. Jay says yeah, Prime I, wants an NFL job, and he might be right. Um, that, Prime said, that Prime said he, he, he'll never take an NFL job. He'll never take an NFL job. No. Too competitive. He knows what these guys are making. He knows what they're doing. He, he's kind of like Nick He's Saban. got control, too. He's Nick Saban. He has total control yeah, yeah. over everything. Uh, no, he no, – hey, like he got Dallas or Atlanta. Now, if Dallas or Atlanta come calling, then that's a little bit different. That's a little right. bit different to, to, right. to his favorites. But I – Man, you mean he, he, you mean he wouldn't you he wouldn't want the the San Francisco? Maybe, mm, maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, the, those three teams. You're right. The, I can see. But he he did play for San Fran. Yeah, but I seen an interview him and Shannon Sharp. Shannon, Sharp, when we were Shannon Sharp, he's like, no, he, he would never take an NFL job. Yeah, I mean, he. I think he fits the. No, he, I, I don't know if he wants to like. I don't know if he wants to live in. Does he want to live in California? He'd have to make his residence somewhere else. All the, all them taxes that he'd have to pay and everything like that, man. Go to go. He to, would definitely go to Dallas, though. Go <laughs> to go. You go into the state of Florida where you have no income tax, right? No state income tax, right? Go to the state of Florida. Probably so. Probably. All right. So the ESPN rankings, um, class rankings. So the top ACC team, surprisingly, Jay, since you're on with us by ESPN, the top ACC team in the team rankings is Miami Hurricanes at number five leading into National Signing Day tomorrow. Um, Clemson is close and, you know, depends on who signs what. But, um, you know, Miami is leading to start the day out tomorrow. The Big Ten, the top Big Ten team, not surprising, is Ohio State at number eight. Um, Michigan and Penn State are in the top 20, but that's it in the Big Ten. Um, the Big 12 is a um, – Texas and Oklahoma is three and four, and it could go any way tomorrow. And what if? 12. And what if they no longer are in the Big Twelve after? Oh shoot! Well, Today would be the day, right? That they would have yeah. to, or tomorrow yeah. would have to be the day right. that they have to actually. And and they they announced the Big Twelve schedules today. Oh, they did. Well. They did. Yeah. So yeah. so they're in, they're in it. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. set now. Yeah, well, no, okay. yeah, I was about yeah, to say it's like oh, <laughs> yeah. And then the Pac-12, the best team in the Pac-12 in the ESPN rankings leading into uh, our, the Pac-12 is Oregon at number nine. USC is sitting at 14. 
And, you know, there's still some stuff going there, depending on who will um, be the top team in the Pac-12. Um, and then the SEC, of course, Alabama's number one and Georgia's number two. Um, and that's the top two teams. And it's probably set. Alabama and Georgia are that far ahead. Um, and Georgia still has a couple of um, people that they might close out and get tomorrow. But even if they get them, Alabama's going to stay at number one. So the top two are pretty much set. And they're both SEC, Alabama and Georgia, at number one and number two. Um, but, uh, you know, so looking at these rankings, the conference rankings, how do y'all – I mean, do y'all – because you got one, two, three, four, five. We're missing six, seven, and ten. There's only three teams not listed that I – you know, so my, my guess is at least two of those three are SEC teams. That'd be my guess. Maybe three of them, but at least two of them. Oh, that's no doubt. That's no doubt the SEC is going to always – Clemson is probably in there in that top ten. I would say Clemson and two SEC teams are the other – are the other uh, top ten would be my guess. As the old saying goes, the rich get richer. Yep. You know, so, I mean, there's no surprise <laughs> with those top two guys, Alabama and Georgia. It's like right. year in the year, I think Clemson might come up in there, depending on who's having a good year. I thought uh, – I even thought Florida State was going to have a, 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 a top a top ten. Even though, and I, but I know they, they lost a lot of recruits, but, man – that's the here. Jay's throwing in. A, he says that uh, Harbor, he's here, going to go to South Carolina, putting it up on the board. He's one of the four, are the four remaining top 100 recruits uh, Harbor is um, that's available for tomorrow. So Jay's throwing that out there that he's hearing South Carolina. So I just wanted to. He's he's recruiting limo. He does some stuff for recruiting and stuff. So um, he is uh, with the the fanboys. So I just wanted to throw that in there. But uh, so <clears throat> the new coaches, I want to give a shout out to Zach Arnett, Mississippi State. <clears throat> um, having to deal with that program alone having to deal with what they had to deal with in December um, <clears throat> you know with heart attack of Mike Leach not knowing what was going to ha happen losing Mike Leach not knowing where the program was going to go with the head coach after all that having to deal with all that playing a bowl game um, having early signing period right during all that time when players really didn't know, you know, what was going to happen, who their coach was going to be, who the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator was going to be, everything else. Um, Zach Arnett's added about 12 players, and he is expected to sign a top 25 class tomorrow. Um, Nuts. With all of that going on, so, so I just wanted to give a shout out to Zep, um, who is now the the head coach at Mississippi State. I know that Jason here is an Ole Miss guy, so you know they, that's their rival. So you know, but 
in all seriousness, I could, I could be objective. I could be objective. I can be objective. in all seriousness. The job that he's done with all that went on is pretty impressive. No doubt, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Having to come in and keep a program together, uh, <clears throat> dealing with a loss like that. Yeah. Kudos to him and the entire staff. You know, for, right? You still got to do a job, even though you're mourning. Trust me, I know. You know, even though you're mourning. You know, you still got to get up and live every day. You still got to get tools. So, I know the kudos to them. You're exactly right. Yeah, I, I just I just wanted to throw that in there since we're talking about National Signing Day. Another new coach that um, they are saying is going to get a top 25 class is Matt Rule from Nebraska. Um, <laughs> Matt Rule, so, well, he – listen, I would love to be his agent. I would love to be Matt Rule's agent. <laughs> I'd like to see what what he does with uh, with Nebraska. I, I'm I'm very interested in seeing just what he does over there. Well, ESPN um, thinks that he's going to sign a top twenty five class when it's all said and done after tomorrow. Well, I mean, and and then again, you just got to see what he does with that. I mean, I think he could take. I think he can develop. So I think he could do this with with you know lesser talent, but I don't. I'd like to see what he can bring into Lincoln. And then if he's able to turn that into something, because that half of the conference is pretty weak. And it's only one team that he really has to go through, possibly two, depending on if Iowa, you know. Fickle, like, Fickle's going to probably race right, Wisconsin, so, though. Right, so Wisconsin should. I mean, look, Wisconsin's the one team I was naming. You know, you got to go through it, but then you know, there's possible Illinois, possibility. Maybe. Look, Illinois can make noise, but I, said, I don't I know. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be somebody that sticks around at the end. Iowa is a part of it only if they can pretty much bring everybody down to their level. I think that's what it is. Uh, it's more of just kind of. Well, I was you know, an eight and four, nine and three team every year. Right. And, and that's so, what they are every year. Right. And so in order for them to get in, you've got to have everybody have two to three losses so that they can sneak into, you know, conference championship, stuff like that. Unless, you know, Big Ten decides to go no divisions, and if that happens, then Iowa, Wisconsin, and, and several other will. teams will be will, will, will go will be relegated to nothing because you're going to have Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State basically just duke it out. Right. So, I think Rue's going to do it. I, I think he's going to do a good job. He is known for building programs. Right. A, and I mean, because he, he, he did it with Temple. Yeah. He did it with Temple. And then he did it right. with Baylor. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, he left and went to the NFL. But he was he was doing that at Temple. Temple is starting to become, you know, obviously they're not a powerhouse because they don't play in a powerhouse conference or anything like that. But they were becoming a team, a force to be reckoned with. And what they were, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, and and they were able to knock off some, or at least be competitive with a, a lot of the bigger teams. And then he went to Baylor, 
and proved that he could do it there at Baylor um, and and turn Baylor into a at least did they they want win their did they win their conference or was he just kind of just making a lot of noise because he was making, making a lot of noise I'm not yeah because sure I think I think Oklahoma was always winning it right yeah I think he was right in the mix uh yeah he was in the around. yeah I think he had a raw deal in Keller in, uh, in Carolina I yeah think well a that's play, I, a lot of them were hurt I think yeah right didn't have a quarterback they drafted a quarterback quarterback got hurt right. then quarterback situation you know right so right I think he got a raw deal but he's walking around with a handsome lump sum of money going to another job so I think you know I think he'll be just fine in Nebraska I think Nebraska finally got their guy even though Frost is walking out with a lot of money as well. So, well, I, I like Matt Rule, and I think he'll do a pretty good job there. The most, the team with the most to gain tomorrow is probably TCU, and that's because of this Rashad kid. Um, yeah. If he, if he does sign with TCU tomorrow, um, they definitely are one of the teams with the most to gain. They're looking for a quarterback, so um, that would be – probably the biggest the biggest name that you can get the harbor kid is one of the other three top four or top 100 players um and jay was saying that he's hearing he's going to south carolina he is in yeah. south carolina that's where he is he's a clemson fan he is in south carolina so he has kind of ears to the ground there so um that may be that may be true um and then the last really topic I wanted to talk about for National Signing Day is this. And we've already kind of hit on this, but so the job that Deion Sanders has done at Colorado is is kind of controversial. And the reason why I say it's controversial is he come in there and basically just told half of those kids, look, I don't want you. Go somewhere else. And he has picked up a ton of transfers and just didn't renew a lot of kids' um, scholarships. And it's a little bit controversial to do it that way. Um, and, you know, he's picked up – of course, his son is transferring there. The Travis Hunter kid is transferring there from Jackson State. Cavassier uh, Smoke from Kentucky uh, running back this – the second string running back is transferring to Colorado, um, so they're picking up some Colorado some uh, transfer kids as well. But the job he's doing is a little bit controversial, and I just wanted to touch on that. What do you guys think about him just uh, walking in and say you're not good enough to play for me? I don't think that's, that, that's what he did. I, I think the only difference is I mean he did it. I think the only difference is is just Dion. Is, is 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 utilizing the social media era. I think a lot of coaches come in and have those speeches, especially when you're a new coach, because at the end of the day, each coach wants to get their guys in, and right. he wants them to give a chance. And so you can kind of respect how Dion comes in, and he's a straight shooter. You know, that's one thing that I know that I respect, and I hated someone who would talk around him. Instead of just talking them straight to, just let me know how you feel so I can adjust. And I think that he came in and you no, know, but some people not agree with his method, and everybody's entitled to their opinion. But I do think, and I do think, um, that he actually um, 
he did it the way he wanted to do it. And he gave those kids a, a chance to jump in the portal instead of them working out. Because some coaches do this, let you work out to see if you're good enough, and then they'll cut you. And then you're left to find somewhere to go within a couple of weeks. And so at least he gave them two months or before they can even close the portal, gave them a chance to do whatever they need to do. But, hey, if I'm going to go down swinging, I'm going to go down swinging with my guys. You know, basketball is a little bit different. Football, you can you can bring in a whole collective. Because some, some teams, especially in basketball, you leave, the cupboard is not bare. So you're going to do what you got to do. It's hard to bring a whole new team in. Unless you're the LSU coach. Right. And and they did it with baseball, too. Did you see what they did in baseball? They bought an entire team. You see what I'm saying? They did it, too, in baseball. It's crazy. That's why they're the number one team. They got a bunch of guys that stick around, but then they went and got, like, five, six, seven, eight different Well, the LSU women's basketball coach kind of done that, too. So LSU was like, you know what? We're, we're, we're going elsewhere. Mall, right, Mall, is, whatever her name new is. Coach, new coach, new LSU. What's her, what's her name, Malky? But the rules Malky allow or, you to Malky do this. or something like that. Yeah, coach, yeah, coach from Baylor. The rules allow you to get good fast now because yeah. kids can transfer and immediately play. Right. Immediately play. So, Here's right. the deal, too. Like you, you were talking about with basketball, the cover would be a bear. I mean, in basketball, you can flip a roster in one year. Football, you don't normally, you're, you're not normally able to flip a roster. Look, I'm going to tell you year. right now, unless, there's some teams right now that you're, have you're over like, 50 players changed from one year but, to the next. Yeah, unless you are, you know, Dion, who just goes, okay, you know what? All of you out. You know, <laughs> and that's what I'm bringing in, and, and then and then I'm going to bring in everybody. Said, in. After you guys, I'm sorry, but you ain't and then and then, and then you you have uh, then you have like you know Texas A and M that brings in the highest ever recruited recruiting class last year, and then like you know most of them are out the door this year. You know they're they're somewhere else. So, but the rules allow it. The, the, rules, the rules allow. Rules, the, rules the rules allow it. it. Yeah, the rules allow now. Hey, you hey, can't. until until you change the rules, and again, uh, I mean, it's just yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Hey guys, so I want to mention our twenty twenty three um, nonprofit organization that Defan Boys is backing and a part of, and would like your support for is Home for Our Troops. This is an organization that. Uh, builds homes for wounded and injured veterans. And let's say you live in um, New York and you want to move to Arizona, they will build you a house in Arizona. Um, For every dollar that you give, 90 cents of that dollar goes towards building homes for the wounded veterans. And we ask that you give at www.hfotusa.com. Dot org. All right, guys. So our next topic is going to be our pick six. This is going to be kind of a hard one. Um, I want y'all to rank your top six conferences in basketball. I, I know after the SEC Biggie or Big Twelve uh, challenge this past weekend, um, you know, um, 
it, it's a good time to kind of have this topic. But I do want to throw out, there's two conferences that uh, I don't think a lot of people would naturally think about. So before we get started, uh, the Big East has got some really good teams in it. Right. And, and I want to throw that out there to you guys. And also the Mountain West. Um, and, and they probably don't get near the love. But so, um, Jason, where would, you, where would you go for your top six conferences in basketball right now? Setting basically January 31st, February 1st. Um, about five, six weeks, about six weeks away from March Madness. Uh, honestly, I mean, you, you, man, looking at it, I would have to say top conference, my opinion right now, would have to be the Big 12. I would go Big 12 one. Um, I probably, I would go. I will go SEC two. I will go Big Ten three. I will go probably the Pac twelve at four, and at five and six. I'm either only reason I'm gonna go five the American Conference because of the, the Houston and Memphis and the teams that are in there. And my That's true. Six, and my sixth one would probably be um, a toss-up either between um, – and I didn't say the ACC, I don't think. I would say no, the you ACC. haven't. I would say the A – so I might have to re reorder that, reorder that I'm thinking about. It. Okay, I'll go Big 12 one, Big Ten, SEC 2, ACC 3, Big 10 4, American 5, and then I will go uh, the Big E six. That will be my top six right there. So you're taking the Pac-12 out? I'm taking the Pac-12 out. You know, the Pac-12 is top-heavy with Arizona and UCLA, but they are top ten teams. They're top ten teams, but I think collectively the Big East, with, with, with you got Providence, you got the ACC, Davis, you know, you got barely Arizona. has any top 20 teams right now. Better conference though, Correct. to me. To me, better conference. You got look at you got Miami, Virginia, Clemson. Even though Clemson went down, then you still got Duke, North Carolina. You still have teams that I, I Wake, feel like went down. Wake went down. <laughs> you know, you still got six teams that could possibly make it. Now you looking at the Pac-12, you might just have maybe those two teams that make it. Because Arizona Oregon State, State, Arizona State will probably make it, but outside of them, I'm not real sure. You see what I'm saying? Even though you have two rings, I'm just looking at the collective league, like top to bottom. What are your top 16? And I don't think that they have a top 16 that you can I got you. respect. I just, I just wanted to throw it out there that they have two top team, two, two top 10 teams. So, I right, like right, the right, American, kind of right. like the American team, you know? They have, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the American would be up in there too, but I actually think the Mountain West would probably be overall uh, a better graded conference than the American. I can agree. But... I can agree. I can agree. All right, Roberts, what do you say? Uh, I'm going to agree with the with Jason on the the top three. So Big Twelve, SEC, Big Ten. Um, 
Big 12, I mean, obviously they got, you know, several different teams that are up there. And then the SEC just seems to be very steady. Not a, you got a couple of, uh, of elite teams in, you know, Alabama and Tennessee. And you've got a team that can be elite if they ever decide to with Kentucky. Um, you know, A&M is starting to come on strong. Auburn's been up there, but they're, it just doesn't seem like they're going to be they're, – they're not an elite team. They're a good team, but they're not elite. Um, Georgia's come way back down to earth. Arkansas has been hit with an injury bug that would have kept them – that would have had them up there. Uh, oh, yeah. And so, you know, for the most part, the SEC is you know, has got several good teams. The middle of the SEC – can go up against a lot of di- a lot of different conferences. Um, the bottom is still weak. The top is very strong. Um, Big Ten, you know, obviously they've got the best team in the country. They've got the number one team in the country. Uh, with uh, I don't know how you can defend Edie. I mean, he's Not seven really. four. He's seven four. If you get the ball in there, it's like, what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? Foul and hope he misses. Yeah. Kind of all at the same time. Jason, he's two feet taller than you. <laughs> hey, listen. Have you I, hey what's funny is have you seen the picture with Joel and B and Kevin Hart? That's how I would look next to him. If you ever yeah. see that picture, they was on the foot, they was on the field of the game. It, yeah. It's like it, it, it's like it's like looking at Aaron Judge and, and Altuve right next to each other. <laughs> exactly exactly i mean look what's what's crazy is is stanton and aaron judge are on the same team okay giancarlo stanton and aaron judge are on the same team giancarlo stanton by himself is a massive dude and aaron judge dwarfs him (laughs) so i mean yes and then this guy would dwarf aaron judge as far as height but you know, as he's, far as he's crazy. I mean, you know, he's like the the Yao Ming of uh, and taller basketball right now. It's the taller. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like I said, uh, Big Twelve, SEC, Big Ten. Um, ACC's got a bunch of average, and I know this is where you went on your fourth. They've got a bunch of average teams, and there are a bunch of teams that could beat you in the tournament. But I don't know, like whether I want to put them right there at number four or not. You know, like it's again, it's a lot of blue bloods. It's a lot of teams you know. It's a lot of, a lot of stuff like that. And I mean, heck, the team that's leading the ACC is not necessarily known for its basketball prowess. You know, <laughs> and so, I mean, they're not known for being a basketball school, and yet here they are, leading the a- ACC. Yes, they went down yeah, today, but. The- I don't they're think it really a, matters. They're on a backward spiral, I believe, yeah. right this minute. Well, again, at the moment they were they were at the top and right. you know, halfway through the conference schedule and you're at the top. That's still still gotta count for something. It's not gonna it's not gonna you, you may not remember it a few years down the road, you know, when you're talking about the season if they don't do anything. But it is, you know, being being halfway through the conference and you're you're leading it. 
the way that you are. Um, uh, five and six. I mean, I look, man. I, I would rather go go big east, go big east and Mac and and uh, and, and Mountain West on that. Mm. Just do those three, those two right there. We'll just yeah. we'll go there. Okay. So I'm, I think those are good conferences. Here's my deal: the Big Twelve, in my opinion, top to bottom, is by far the best conference. I mean, right? Oklahoma smashing Emma at home over the weekend. I absolutely drilled them. It did nothing but prove that because Oklahoma is like the ninth ranked team in the, in the big 12 out of 10 teams. Um, And, you know, so to me, to me that proved that. Okay. Um, I'm going to put the sec there at number two, even though I think with Arkansas and Kentucky, not playing up to what their expectations were preseason, um, I think that kind of puts the SEC on a little bit of a slide. However, you look at the Big Ten, and a lot of people are saying the Big Ten are, are, is one of the top conferences and, and going to get seven, eight, nine. I've even seen ten teams in. And you look at the conference, and I think that's ridiculous, a ridiculous number. Um, they, they are full of 12 and 7, 13 and 8 teams. Um, and I just don't That's see cannibalization. I mean, That's cannibalization I, right there. I just don't see that they get that many teams in. I'm going to say six or seven at the absolute most. I will put them in the third spot. Um, the ACC, yes, Duke is down a little bit. North Carolina is down a little bit. NC State looks like a pretty good team. Um, Virginia is, I think, one of the top teams in the country. Right. Um, Miami is a good team. Um, could they beat you in the tournament? Yes, they probably could, but they also could slide and lose first or second round in the NCAA tournament as well. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the bottom half of the ACC, it's like, whoa. Okay. Georgia Tech and Louisville are disastrous. <laughs> I mean, disastrous, okay? So you look at the bottom half. There's 14 teams. There's seven teams with a chance to make the tournament. I think it'll wind up being five or six. But there's seven teams right now with a chance to make the tournament. The bottom half, the bottom seven of the ACC – is pretty terrible. I mean, when I say terrible, the the bottom three are some of the worst Power Five teams in the country. Um, would you say just worst in the worst Power Five, or would they just be like worse in like you know? And, yeah, and maybe three hundred, like three hundred twenty-five teams. Being the three, being the three hundreds bad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is what Louisville in the three hundreds bad? Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. So the bottom half of the ACC is horrendous. Um, And then, so, you know, I'm going to put the Pac-12 as my four spot. And I'm doing that simply with Arizona and UCLA carrying the whole conference. Um, USC has a chance. Arizona State has a chance. 
to make the um, NCAA tournament. Oregon is outside chance, probably no. Um, and then you have Washington that's a decent team. And outside of that, there's nobody else in that conference that's really worth even talking about for the NCAA tournament. <laughs> um, you know, so I'm going to put the Pac-12 in my fourth spot. I'm going Big East five. Um, the Big East has Xavier. They have Marquette, who are two of the better teams in the country right now. And uh, you have Providence and you have UConn. Um, I, I, you know, and those are all ranked teams. I think I think the Big East is number five. Um, and then I'm going to put the ACC as my sixth. And I'm sliding them in at six over the Mountain West. And if you don't go, go look at the Mountain West. They have San Diego State. They have New Mexico, they have Boise State, they have Nevada, and they have UNLV, who all could be top teams and make the tournament. If you don't know, go check out the Mountain West. They are a conference you do not want to be matched up with to have to play a first or second round game in the NCAA tournament. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm serious. Go check them out. They play some really good basketball out there. They do. They do. Um, historically, they've always been good, especially, you know, even though they come on a little bit later, sometimes uh, around 10, 11 uh, Central Time. But, man, they, they, they play some basketball on the West Coast, most definitely, man. I, I did not like playing those teams because you never knew much about them until when you start seeing they can really shoot the ball they can really play the game the right way and they they execute everybody out there executes so you're right that's the team come march no one wants to see yep <clears throat> so our next segment is the no fly zone only got two topics tonight on the no fly zone um the first one is i seen this uh, from a bracketologist today he was posting this in, on Twitter, and he posted a couple of things about this, and it it, it kind of brought to my head to 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 mention this in our no fly zone segment. So he said that a head coach matters more than a school's basketball pedigree, and he he put some um, samples out to back that up. And one of them was he used um, Sean Miller at Xavier. He used Shaka Smart at Marquette. And he also used Kenny Payne at Louisville. And he's saying that the head coach makes a bigger difference than a school's pedigree. Are you going to fly or no fly with that? That's kind of a jaded remark in my opinion because – no matter who your coach is at any institution, right? They, they still have to have the ability to attract players to the institute. So I probably, you know what? That, that would fly. I mean, it really does matter. 
the coach that who's at your institution really does matter. So I yeah I can agree with that. That's a, I, that's a so I mean Louisville has a has a pedigree. I mean they're top ten in the in, you know all time wins, and Kenny Payne's never been a head coach before, and it doesn't seem to be helping him that he's at well, Louisville. Well, well, Kenny. If Payne, you get what I'm saying, Kenny Payne played in Louisville, and he, he did. got the job. He got the job so late that by the time he got the job, he couldn't go recruit. So he well, had there was there was. Had, there was a transfer window open that he could have that he could have done, but that's about yeah. it. But you okay, what about what about Gillespie at Kentucky, right? Isn't that his name, Gillespie? Yeah. Billy Gillespie, yeah. yeah. Billy Gillespie, right? Mm-hmm. So does, Kentucky's well, pedigree didn't help him. I was gonna say, did Kentucky's pedigree help him? It didn't. But you know, the coach has the map, but but it has to be the coach. Right. No, okay. No, so, no, no, and that's what this is saying. Yeah. The coach had the coaches got to think about this. Were we talking? And I know it's not the same thing, but were we talking about Colorado? Was anybody talking about Colorado? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Colorado no. was known for back in the day. Cordell Stewart. Buff- Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. Nineteen ninety one. Yeah, or ninety two, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it. There. that's it. That's it. Yeah. So it's, it's been thirty years since yeah. since Colorado. Rashawn. Rish, yeah, yeah, you're right. Now was Xavier ranked? What was Xavier uh, ranked last year at all? I don't know if they were last year. I, I don't remember it. Xavier's always been one of those that's been like teetering from being you know outside kind of being well they like, have been a little bit over the years yeah but they've but never been, right they've now, never Sean, been like Sean a team Miller's that's just like playing. over the top like, you know they look like a top 10 12 15 team i mean for sure in the country right Sean, marquette Sean marquette has got shaka smart and if you if y'all watch marquette man i'm telling you marquette is playing some ball but right shaka, shaka is a good coach though Shaka, well, but that's what he's saying. That's what he's. That's exactly what he's saying. Because Shaka did it at VCU, didn't really do it at Texas as much, but it's doing it at Marquette. So, you know, I mean, you could say that Shaka doesn't. Maybe I'd say Texas is regretting that decision about right now. Well, yeah, no, but I mean, no, that, was because here's the deal. That, was a, like, that was a beard issue, and beard is my guy. <laughs> you know, beard just made a costly mistake. And I've just had yeah. to throw that out there. Right. I think, I think, I think that's more institution <laughs> there. Texas is their own worst enemy, and so it's not, it's not necessarily. I, I, I think the institution gets in the way of the coach at Texas. Whereas, because that happens with the head coach of football, that happens with uh, with basketball, and I'm sure that, I mean, you just don't necessarily see it a whole. I mean, he, they had one of the most you know famous coaches for for baseball, you know Augie Guerrero over there. So, who who made other stops, you know, along the way to getting to Texas. So, I mean. You could say that, you know, maybe they allowed him to do his thing there, but I don't know. Uh, Texas seems to get in the way of their coaches. So are y'all f- seems like. flying on the head coach matters more than a school's pedigree? What I mean, so 
Yes. Yeah, I guess I guess so because I mean like you know Alabama had a, a really good pedigree you know in the 70s and 80s Auburn had a good pedigree in the 80s but then you know several different head coaches Godfrey was was good at times also not so great um, and then but you know Alabama you know fell off. You know, you had other, you you had other head coaches that came through, and you thought were going to be good. The guy that followed Shaka Smart at BCU came to came to Alabama, um, and or who's it? Jake Grant, to, Grant, yeah, Grant, Grant, right? Grant, yeah, Grant, Grant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who was at Florida as an assistant, I think, before yeah, that. Of, so he was with Benedict. Um, I, re- I remember. Right, he was, and so you you had something like that, and then of course you know teams like Auburn. Auburn had a you know, had success in the eighties, uh, and then in the nineties didn't have anything. And then, of course, you you get Bruce Pearl in. Pearl Pearl um, has made a difference. Yeah, and Pearl. and I think it's all been uh, from Pearl because look, what's his name? The assistant over well, he was at Kentucky. He's no, I think he's now a head coach somewhere else at a small school. Um, came from Maryland. Followed. Uh. Um, oh yeah, was that all? Name over there? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he came in, had the new arena, had the new <laughs> yeah. arena, yeah. and absolutely just crap. Yeah, but bed. he stunk. He stunk it up, man. Right, he did. That's, that's he did. Now, who he was did. the coach at Auburn before Bruce Pearl? I can't even remember who was who was coach. It, it was a Kentucky. It was a Kentucky assistant. He's, he's back to he's, being a Kentucky. Yeah, assistant. he went back. And then, uh, but now he's a head coach at a small. Yeah, place. yeah, he's somewhere else now. And then thank he tweeted goodness. out. He we tweeted out. Got rid of him. He tweeted out a picture of the the barn. What was the barn? Uh, which is the old gymnasium on Auburn's campus when it burned down during the uh, LSU game in 1996, and you could see it like behind the football stadium as the game is going, you can just see this massive cloud of smoke and flames and everything like that. And after he was fired from Auburn, he's, he, he, he had tweeted out that picture and then said, who watched it burn? Wow. And then Auburn okay. takes a chance on Bruce Pearl, who was still in his he uh, was in that- show cause, and he could not cause, recruit yeah. for like six months after he right. was hired. Auburn right. went ahead and hired him before he was out of the show cause. Right. Just so that they could have him on, you know, retained. So the moment he's done, he's yeah. with Auburn. And, uh, yeah, it's made every bit of difference. I mean, and he's he's brought them back to having consistent success. Um, yep. Cliff Ellis had, like, every other year he, he would have a, a successful team, but it was never really, like, consistent success. It would be – one year they're in the tournament. The next year, not even making the NIT. Next year in the tournament. Next year, not in the NIT. Like really bad. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. So my last topic, really, um, for the no fly zone is, so there are some Mayan fans who are trying to push for Dan Mullen to be the OC in Miami. They fired Gaddis um, um, last week, and right. they are. See, that's not my question. My question yes. is: 
would that be a smart move for Dan Mullen to go to Miami? Mm, if he wants, if he wants to get back into coaching, it might be a smart move. As if he just wants to get back in, but if he just want to sit and wait and wait on his next head coaching job, I don't think it would be a good idea. It depends on, like I said, on, on, on what he wants to do. There's another. There's another. Mm, more successful team. There's two more successful teams that are without OCs there's, there's right now. For sure. There's one for there's sure two. that I. There's two. There's two. Uh, I don't see them going there's out. One about. in this state. Yes. And there's that's one in the state directly to the east of us. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's because Munkin is not Munkin, there. That's right. Munkin left too. Yes. Absolutely. There are other jobs that if he wants an offense, if he wants to get in as an offensive coordinator, there are other jobs open right now that are much better than Miami. Exactly. Listen, Miami's a mess. Miami's been a mess for 15, 20 years. In my opinion, it's an absolute no-fly. Dan Mullen, don't even think about going to Miami. That's my that's my position. <laughs> That's my Agreed. position on it. <laughs> I mean, don't even think about it. And you're absolutely right. Saban, Saban needs a defensive coordinator and an offensive coordinator. Both. And the and the defensive coordinator that they're pushing for the most right now is I think Pruitt. And he's still I, I in keep that Jeremy Pruitt. And he's yeah, still in that, that that show cause. The question is: Is will will the university sign off on going and getting them? But then there's been this other defensive coordinator that's emerged, and this has got to be the funniest one yet. Because if if this guy goes there, I am going to celebrate. I know that he is about. there, but listen, and, it's not going to make. Oh my God! Everybody, everybody that goes there is successful. There's never, I mean, everybody. This might be. This might be. This would be. I know who you're fixing to say. He was with Dan Mullen at Florida, and at and at Mississippi State. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then he also went to Louisville. Yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. No, he's at Georgia. Sorry, he was at Georgia. Yeah, but he's he stayed with Dan Mullen for a lot of years. Oh, come on. I want this guy to so show maybe up. Maybe they Alabama. get him and Dan Mullen as the offensive and defensive coordinator. That would be hilarious. <laughs> offense would be good. Defense would be trash. <laughs> Saban would take over halfway through it and just be like, you're fired. And who we're talking about in case you don't in case you don't know, yeah, if you're not in the know, if you're not in the know is Todd Grantham. Todd Grantham. Yep. Todd Grantham, man. But so he is oh my God. For an OC and a DC. He is, he is. I like honestly, Pruitt makes the most sense, even though Yeah, but that show cause he's got is, no, he's got the show cause, and I don't know exactly when that ends. Yeah. What he can and can't do, but that means he can't as a team, yes, but when can he start? Right. That's that's the, the the question is is when can he start? He's still in battles with the uh, with the NCAA right now, so I I don't know exactly what's going on. I mean, he basically 
screwed up a year or two before the NIL and uh, <laughs> decided to pay decided to pay some players. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Putting all the money in McDonald's bags. That's funny. <laughs> Hey, here's your NIL deal. Uh, it's uh, it's a Happy Meal. <laughs> oh, you happy? Hey, happy Meal. There's a, there's a toy inside too. <laughs> no doubt. There's, there's a toy inside. Come on. So uh, again, he was, he was. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know the 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 full on, you know, story behind everything. I mean, if it's just the paying the players again. I think every university was guilty of it and he you know he got caught. So well I know I mean, but I'm just saying they're looking for an OC and a DC and they've teamed up several times before so you got Dan Mullen and and Grantham I think I would be entertained. Just saying. With this one, I it's think a, I would actually be entertained. It's an outside shot, you, and I've got you, it up you there. Know, you know, you know, you know me with chaos, and this would be the the <laughs> best chaos ever. And yes, but I would love it if that Saban happened. Has I don't been think successful. Going I don't give a crap. I mean, look what he did for Sark. Yeah, Sark. Sark was trashed. I'm wondering. I'm wondering now, right now. now he's running Texas. Yeah, but he was trashed. He was trashed because of multiple things not just because of on the field it was a lot of off the field stuff that he was dealing with but he with. wasn't that great on the he field went through, he went through either. he went through he went through the Saban rehab i'm just saying look what he did to sark and look what sark got out of it and everything i mean come yeah, on again again sark as an offensive coordinator was still really good so it was Sark as a head coach, and we still Bill don't know if Sark as a head. What did for Bill O'Brien? Bill O'Brien again was an okay, you know, offensive coordinator. He was not a great head coach. So, I mean, he was a stand-in guy after the uh, after the, the the Joe Paterno stuff at Penn State. He's the one that righted the ship, kind of allowed paved the way for James Franklin. He came from, you know, New England, who, you know, Saban's mentor. Lane Kiffin. Again, Lane Kiffin as an offensive coach is a good coach. I mean, Lane Kiffin as a head coach is not guys. great. I mean. <laughs> I could just keep naming And Sark and Lane Kiffin worked together at USC. They were basically a spitting image of each other. So, <laughs> and both of them, Sark was trashed, and Kiffin just had a major, major image problem. Because Kiffin's a child, a man child, and a jerk, and a jerk, he and a was, man, a, a man child. Ago. He was immature because he was given the keys to the kingdom at like thirty-five or thirty or something like that. I mean, I'm he sorry. was sorry, I was young. a joke. He wasn't twenty-one. He was ten. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was but see What's i mean up, like Drew? the thing about like kevin kevin was good because of like what made him a good a successful offensive coordinator is that he was beating his dad's Sark defense terrible by the way Drew. you know <laughs> growing up so you know but but you know i'm just 
the again, each of these guys are great, you know, colonels, great lieutenants, whatever you want to call them, but they weren't great, you know, admiral, captain, whatever the you know you want to name for the head coach. You know, they were fine. But Stark was several and he comes in there and works for Saban and he's and he is gifted the Texas Longhorns as I mean, come on. Yes. And (laughs) what has he done with it? If if he can resurrect Sark. I think he can resurrect Grantham. We don't know if Sark is resurrected. <laughs> Too early. He's already, resur- He's already resurrected. He wants. He got the job, for God's sakes. He got the job. Okay, cool. What has he done with it? I already know. He's got yours. He's got you he's got yours. He's, he's got Manning jerk. coming and in. And but are they gonna are they are they still gonna He's a jerk. He yelled at whoever that was that touched him yeah. when he was trying to come out of the tunnel. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely yes. like, I've seen it. I know absolute exactly what you're talking about. That yeah. was that was get your that hands video. Off of that me. video is absolutely yeah. stupid because think about this: the guy, the guy touches him, and, like and the guy touches him, and then he like takes two or three steps away. And then comes back and then goes straight into the guy's ear, yeah. and it was like, yeah. and goes, so you didn't immediately, you didn't immediately react. You walked away, and then you turned around and decided, no, f this, we're going right at him. <laughs> like he yeah. was like, he was like, yeah, I'm away. Yeah. no, I know. It's like you. That is weird. That just. So I'm just weird. saying to y'all, Sark was dead in the water for college football. Until Saban come along, that's all I'm saying. And we were talking about Todd Grantham, and all I'm saying to you is, is I haven't seen a coach yet go to Alabama and Saban not resurrect their career, not one. Where's Gaddis? <laughs> he just got, he where, just where got fired. He, he just, just got, got fired. fired. From my, this is this is now being fired twice, right? Since leaving <laughs> Alabama, yeah, he hey, was at Michigan. I, I didn't He's, say. Then he went to Miami. You said resurrected. I'm still trying to figure out where they were resurrected. Enough that they land in jobs. Okay, Saban. Saban to a lot of these that he does Dude, that he that he can't that he can't. That he can't resurrect. I don't know if you understand that he doesn't fire coaches. He goes and gets he goes and gets them jobs elsewhere. Okay, and he says, "Hey, how about you take this job? It, I know it's the same as the one you have here. You know, how about you go be an offensive coordinator over there, or how about you go here? Let me call up my friend Lane Kiffin." How about you go be the same position over there with him? Hey, let's call – Let's Mike let's, Stoops as a defensive let, coordinator. Let's call, my, what you're talking about, Drew. Let's call my let's call my let's call my good friend um, uh, Bill Belichick. Let's just get you back in your old NFL job. Hey, hey, 
you know, let's 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 make a few phone calls and I'll I'll get you a job over here. <laughs> but these guys wouldn't get jobs if it wasn't for Saban. Right. You're right. They they wouldn't get jobs if it wasn't for Saban. But it's not it's not what they're doing on the field. It's but Okay. Saban made a phone call and he gave him a job. They're, they're doing well enough that Alabama's 12 and 0, 11 and 1, 10 and 2 every darn year and winning a championship while they're there or close to winning a championship. Maybe it's the maybe it's the head coach. Oh, he's saying Mike Stoops isn't resurrected. Yeah, he's at he's at Kentucky as a linebacker coach right now. So <laughs> and I you know He's only been there. That's one just because year. his brother is the head coach. And, and th- but he's only been there one year, and that was last year. And we kind of took a little nosedive last year, so I'm not convinced that that's a good one or not. So, anyways, <laughs> I'm still not convinced on that one. But anyway, so that's that's it for our show. Um, we do have a big announcement to that uh well, let's let's go ahead and let run down John let's go ahead and run down what we what we've got going on so far so on uh thursday we will have peter burns of the sec network espn um he's going to be on with us at eight o'clock uh this show will actually be a shortened show. We will have him for about 15 minutes. The show itself will only be about 30. I know we normally go an hour or an hour and 15, hour and 17. I don't know who long. But this one will be at 30 minutes. will be a hard cutoff there. But And then, uh, and then I think uh, what Sunday is our normal, our normal wrap-up show for the week. Week, week wrap-up show. Uh-huh. Right. But Tuesday... Right here on these interweb nets, we will have the head baseball coach of Auburn, Butch Thompson, will be a guest on our show Tuesday at 8 p.m. So, everybody. Central time. Yes, 8 p.m. Central time right here. Yep. So, So. We have some big things coming up, guys. On Thursday night this week, we have Peter Burns at 8 o'clock Central Time. And again, that will be a shortened show. Um, and then we will do our Thursday, our, our Sunday show for our wrap-up show. And then next Tuesday, the Auburn Tigers baseball coach, Butch Thompson, will be right here on College Sportscast at 8 o'clock central time so that's a that's our big announcement for today um we are running up some really good and really big guests along the way and uh, we appreciate each and everybody that had, we have been contacting and trying up so um we just a big huge thanks to guys who are saying yes to us and coming on our show That's right. Right? Indeed. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's I'm going to say around that, John, it got the Midas touch. <laughs> he got the Midas touch. John, John does get the credit. Um, 
Um, he contacted through the SID, just in case the, the, the fanboys is on here. Um, we did it the right way. We've been working on this for about a month. Um, and, and John actually knows Butch Thompson. They worked together. He was manager um, on the Auburn staff before um, several years ago. So, so yes, uh, Several years ago. Yep. So I just want to uh, put out that, uh, you know, yep. John's the one that gets the credit for this. John is the man. I'm reading these comments. Y'all get all the gifts. Yes. Thanks to Mr. John. Got, 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 an, I got a few more lined up too. So that they're, uh, just got to talk to y'all off air and, uh, we may have a few more lined up, uh, throughout the whole month of February. We may have a packed, packed February. So stay tuned, like subscribe. Um, we're on YouTube, go to our YouTube channel. We're on boys.com. We're a part of them. Go to them. You can find us on there as well. We're on Apple, Spotify. Find us, like, share, rate, comment, follow us because we are growing and we are getting some big time guests and doing some and, and doing some good shows and big, big time stuff. And uh, catch us. That's all I'm going to say. Tell, rate tell us as that, well that has to rating be a as joke. Helps. Yes, rate us. Yep. So before we get off here, I want to do the prize picks things again. Use our promo code CSCAST at prizepicks.com for a 100% deposit match up to $100. Prize picks is the most fun way to, uh, for daily fantasy sports, known for its wide range of stats to use and sports, 30-plus sports to choose from including the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, college football, and basketball. Make sure to use our promo code CSCAST to double your, your entry deposit for your daily prize picks fund. All right, guys, is there any other announcements that we need to make? Sean Payton to the uh, Denver Broncos. Man, we didn't get a chance to talk about that. Was that was that the dun 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 dun? dun, dun? Is it done? Right there? Yeah, it's done. It's been this. I meant to say it earlier, but I just waited because we because you know our conversation was so intense and so good that it didn't need to interrupt anything we were saying. But yeah, they gave up a first round pick, twenty three first round pick, and a second round pick, twenty twenty four, to get peace real fresh, Howie fresh. We appreciate you being on with us. So Sean Payton's going to the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson would be a better quarterback. Hey, that that that, sh that should help Russell Russell Wilson. That's for sure. And those receivers, and all those receivers, they're gonna show up that offensive line for sure now. But that's all I got. Kentucky, Kentucky, Kentucky is a. Uh, it's winning, it's winning, it's winning. But uh, yeah. That's 
Well, they should, dadgummit. You know, you know they do. Darn well, should. <laughs> Man. All right, guys. But, but, but we're making a run, so we'll talk about this on the next show. Yeah. All right. So remember, <laughs> Thursday night we will be here with Peter Burns. Um, so catch us with the SEC now, SEC this morning host, and we will uh, have him on and have a great show for you on Thursday night at eight o'clock. We will see you down the road. SEC, see you later. Peace.